kissing babies, shaking hands, and making backroom deals. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello, Larry. Episode number 17 of Planet Rage. <laughs> One seven. They keep going up, which is a good they sign. They do. They do. I feel like a bingo caller. We've always got like some little tagline to go along with every number. You say that, I think Stalag 17, that great movie with Bill Holden and stuff. So uh, last week it was Sweet 16. God knows what we'll come up with for 18, but I'm sure we will. It'll be something good. It's inflation, which just keeps going up. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. We're mirroring the the economy right here, this little show. Yeah. And also, <laughs> let's not forget the amount of people shot in Chicago. That keeps going up. Oh, lay it on us. 23 shot four fatally this weekend so it's it's down a little bit yeah but we're up from last week it was only three fatals fatalities last week is if i, if I recall correct correctly i believe right? so uh, i believe there were more yeah. shot but less fatally so maybe they're, yeah. they're honing in their ability to uh get a kill good. shot mm-hmm. but yep. murders of course in chicago and in the other major cities in the united states all up for the year of 2021 i mean somebody pointed out that it's way more deadly for children in chicago to be shot than it is from the chinese virus so i mean yep keep everything in the proper perspective when it comes to that and uh, congratulations five years on that larry show thank you very much i had so much fun and thank you for your uh, wonderful audio message that was great everybody said who was that guy with that? i said that's him. what do you, who's that guy that's darren that's darren i host a show with him or he hosts a show with me i should say and um you know so that was very cool and a lot of fun yes and it, you- and it, it did very well people seem to uh, really enjoy it according to download land so people yeah. like the downloads now they need to support the show which is also important And I think the secret may be, I think you need to sing more. (laughs) You know, I've got a, I've got a couple in the works. I was going to do a Chris, another Christmas song, but it kind of time slipped away. It's a little late for that, but I've got another one I'm working on. So thank you. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that works. I think that's the magic. (laughs) I think that's people like it. Do my best Lou Rawls impression there with that. So, right. I mean, it's very much uh, in the that larry show vibe it's it's very yeah. much rat pack 1960s and uh that is my vibe even though i wasn't really around for that stuff but i dig it you know so well yeah i mean no doubt and i yeah. saw that was it netflix i believe which is kind of a shame because i hate netflix but i think I they were too. the ones that just bought the rights to make a sinatra biopic with the Sinatra family enterprises. So his daughter's involved in this. And uh, mm-hmm. so they'll be making a, you know, a mini series documentary type thing on Frank, which I think will be interesting because he's yeah. a, uh, an interesting character from 
a whole bunch of different levels, not a overall nice guy when it comes to some of the mob ties and stuff like that, but a guy that fought for the integration when he had the mm-hmm. black members of his band that they wouldn't allow to stay in the hotels and stuff. He's like, well, then I'm not playing here, mm-hmm. you know? So he did a lot of good, but I mean, a flawed character, <laughs> no doubt. He was a guy that I think needed the appreciation from people around him more than most from the stuff that I've read. He was very much uh, always looking for somebody to hang out with for long Full nights, overnights of drinking, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Frank was—he was a fascinating guy. He was human, you know. And uh, um, you know, to his credit, I don't think he was as concerned about his public persona as a lot of these clowns are today. So he's like, yeah, you know, this is who I am. And he, he, there's so many great stories about the guy. I mean, he—he he has more probably more fabulous stories clustered around him than any five rock stars. It's amazing. Yes, I mean that's the question. What are the nuggets that are real, what is legend? And maybe this, uh, this bio biopic will answer those kind of questions. And it should yeah. be interesting to see. I mean, the fact that the family's involved, then it's like, well, is it going to be a complete just whitewashing or are they going to, you know, get into the stuff that maybe they don't want to talk about, mm-hmm. but he was a very interesting, fascinating character. Yeah. You know, he never got over, uh, Ava Gardner. Who was uh, she? Was like a seminal pointy chick, if you think about. It. She, she yes. really had that. She had that pointy thing going on in a big way, so you can understand. And uh, she had two great quotes about Frank that are among my favorites because they're so contradictory. On the one hand, she said, "She, she said, you know, Frank only weighs about a hundred pounds, but about forty of them are cock." <laughs> so sounds about right. So that was, that was, that was pretty, that was kind of bold, right? Yeah. And then, and then years later when he married Mia Farrow, right? I don't know if you have a mental picture of her, but she was kind of a very short haired, sort of flat chested. She wasn't the most voluptuous chick, you know, out there. And uh, Ava said, uh, so they asked Ava for a comment and she said, well, I always knew he'd wind up in bed with a small boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you see there's a lot oh. they can cover on this uh. oh this you can go endlessly i mean it's just it's just absolutely endless the, the frank stuff and he was the guy was so and, and the funny thing is too about people the cool thing about frank is nobody feels neutral about him you bring up his name and people either hate his guts or love the shit out of him, you know, or, or find him fast. Like my wife says, if, if, if I hear a Sinatra song in this house, I'll burn it down. <laughs> wow. Um, I, like I said, I find a guy and endless, endlessly fascinating, you know, so who knows? Yeah, that is a, yeah. uh, that's a severe reaction. <laughs> no question. But it, you know, yeah. how would he yeah. have handled living in the society that we have today where everything you do shows oh. up? either via photo or video now on the internet it's it's a much different world the amount of stuff mm-hmm. that was covered up especially between him and kennedy yeah. and all the stuff like that but although maybe we're back to that now with the media not covering stuff on a president that they like maybe mm-hmm. but they didn't have the social media back then you didn't have to worry right. about if somebody took a picture of you that everybody in the world was going to be able to see it a tenth of a second later at the very least, somebody would have to go and uh, develop the photo and then sell the photo to somebody like the National Enquirer or whatever their celebrity rags were at the time. And then for it to get out. But there was plenty of time in the interim then for that to get squashed 
or for the people to be bought off, which is if you had the photo, really, you didn't have a big horse in the race. You just wanted to get paid for it. So whether the guy who you're trying to embarrass was the one that will pay you more or the, you know, the paper or whatever paying you, you'd probably just take the bigger check and and move on. Mm -hmm. But it would be interesting to look at how these people that had, you know, the Marilyn Monroe's and the Sinatra's, how their lives would be different if they had to deal with the internet. Oh yeah. Just, uh, I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, Sinatra, I think he'd either, either, he would either just go into hiding and retire or just say, fuck everybody and go ahead, do what you want. Who knows? Not but, a bad but, idea. Not a yeah. bad idea at all. Uh, The big story today is that uh, the money, and I think we may have talked about this briefly, that Mark Zuckerberg put into the 2020 presidential election, which he did through a variety of left-leaning groups. Mm -hmm. They've done the paperwork now. They've done the stats and the $144 million that Zuckerberg gave, which were to groups that were involved and this is the kind of stuff that sounds very vanilla and like well why would you be against this because they were all going out to groups to encourage people to go out and vote but they realized that out of that 144 million dollars 90 percent of the money was going to democratic counties <laughs> so uh, i mean you could say we're just trying to get everybody involved everybody to get out and vote but if you're spending all the money in an area that yeah. only favors one candidate, then then it shows what end result you were looking for. And this is, I think, a much bigger deal. There's a lot of people, I'm sure, listening to this show that will believe the 2020 election was rigged in a bunch of different ways. A lot of people think it was the voting machines, which is a possibility. But if that was the case. The proof has never come out, and proof is very important when it comes to that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think this kind of stuff, the Zuckerberg money going into these Democratic counties to get people to go out and vote, had a much bigger swing on the election than any old-fashioned, you know, Chicago-style election. Yeah, I'm sure you're right, Darren. No doubt. And it's legal. Right. They, they gained. I mean, um, I, I would say I'd be shocked. I mean, there has never been an election, I'm sure, without some direct vote counting fuckery. I mean, it just it's going to happen. And everybody says that can't is diluted. However, they, they won it because they more effectively gamed the fucking system than the Republicans did with shit like you just described. That was legal. Yeah. And when it's legal, the you know, everything stands. All you have to do is look at the system and go, well, you know, where do we want this to be? What should the rules be? And I don't know if there's any good answer for that, except that if you're on the Republican side and you see this happening, it's like you have to be aware of it then and counter it with your own money being spent. Although then it all just goes straight down the tube to who has more money to spend mm-hmm. to be able to buy the influence. But I guess that's the <laughs> that's the world we're at. Sure is. That's what we've got going, though. We have Uncle Joe as a president now. And (laughs) if we all remember, if we go back to the 2020 election, he was really a tough talker about how Trump bungled this whole COVID thing that he was going to take control and fix everything. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it turns out it doesn't sound like he's that confident anymore. No. I mean, one, if you're watching the death tracker, you'll see that the Biden death count is now more than the Trump death count. If we're going Indeed. for COVID deaths during Indeed it is, it's like, that's, uh, that's yeah. something. Well, you know, you know, those, those tweets that have, you know, sort of, they become fashionable, sort of a format. And so it's the, the current one is you see all the time is this didn't age well, right? Somebody right. dredges up it. Right. And I saw one, uh, you know, a couple of days ago and it said it was from Joey at the time of the, uh, the campaign. And he said, uh, uh, all I know is that any president that, uh, is responsible for 225 deaths shouldn't be president, right. something of that nature. And so really, well, Joe, you better fucking resign now yes because <laughs> he's he's doubled that you know it's pretty mind-blowing it is as is the statement that joe made i know i mean it was christmas week we have to give people a little little joey to warm their hearts as joey them up is where that you get to <laughs> spray them with joey darren go ahead <laughs> spray them with joey yeah that's that's a meme i don't know if i want to see no <laughs> <laughs> but here is here is President Joe Biden. As, uh, I have a direct message to the American people, and tomorrow the team is going to be on television and talking in more detail about what I'm going to be speaking about today. But I want to send a direct message to the American people. Okay, so he has a direct message to the American people. There's going to be more of his people talking about this in greater specifics the next day. Why? I mean, why? Why isn't he just giving us the specifics? I don't know. Right. Unless right. he's un- unable to do so. And why, as the president of the United States, somebody couldn't get a microphone a little bit closer to him in this room? I don't know. That, that, you know, God, that's so incredible. And you hear that a lot of time with Adam and John, too. I mean, how the fuck these these enormously powerful operations, like wherever Joey sits down, they can't get a fucking guy who knows how to how to mic somebody. Yes, it's it's mind blowing. It's just it's just mind blowing. And I'm not sure if it's just that people are so used to this now and they don't care. Because you're so used to the YouTube videos where people are three miles away from the microphone. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm an audio nerd. So it annoys me every time there's bad audio with something that is produced. Now, if this was an off the cuff thing on the street or Biden was talking to reporters and they're 10 feet away, I would get it. Right. But he's sitting down at a table making a statement. Yes. So where's the microphone, Uncle Joe? Where is it? (laughs) <laughs> Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done. Okay, so he's saying the steps that we've taken have led to Omicron not spreading as fast as it would have otherwise. Where's the science? Where's the say, proof? What, when was this uh, statement made? Uh, two days ago, I believe. Two days ago. And what, steps did he t- what, what steps? What steps? I does he know. say? I don't, I think, you know, if they're talking about masking and social distancing and having the vaccine, but the reality is we don't know if that's the case with this Omicron variant on any of those levels yet. Of course. To say that, oh, well, what we've done has slowed this down. You can't really prove that. And the reality is we talked about last week is one of these variants, and this may be the one will be the first one that really starts dropping off the cliff as far as how deadly it is and mm-hmm. how severe cases are. And this is, this will be great for people though. If that is the case, you know, Joey and Fauci will be out like, see what we did made it. So this, this whole COVID sure. thing is dying off. I did this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Exactly. <laughs> Even though it's just the natural order of things and we're seeing it prior to the United States, we're seeing it in places like South Africa, which are like, we think the waves already cresting mm-hmm. for this new variant, which it's like, well, then that was really quick. And yes. the, the case numbers is what's scaring the hell out of people again. And I pulled up the graph on hospitalizations, which is a much better number to look at than case numbers when it comes to a disease of any sort. Sure. And while they're going up again, it is not going up like it did with the last wave. So, again, this is kind of like if you throw a rock into a lake where it lands is the biggest wave. And then every wave that comes after that is less and less and less. That's normally how viruses go. And that seems like maybe that's all this is. But Joe's Joe's going to take credit. He sure is. And that's happening in Europe. But it's here now and it's spreading and it's going to increase. So it's here. It's spreading and it's going to increase. It's going to increase what? It's going to increase the opportunities for people like Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker to get their mugs on television and say, I got it, but I'm still alive. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. When unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For the unvaccinated, we're looking at a winter yeah. of severe illness and, and death. Deaths. Yeah. Even though. The word coming out of the rest of the world right now, this variant is less deadly. Mm -hmm. Even on people who are unvaccinated in third world countries, it's going to lead to death here. Joe knows. Yes, it will. Joe knows. He knows so much. It makes your mind bubble. Well, as we we said before, before rolling, I mean, contrast his his uh, statement with that of his uh, distant uh, antecedent. her predecessor, I guess, uh, FDR with his nothing to fear, but fear itself. Well, and <laughs> this, let's fucking re- guy, this fucking guy, it's the end of the world. So expect death and destruction. <laughs> well, it's because I think it is. They are pushing for this because they want to separate you from your money. Because let's remember that one of the biggest things they went after Donald Trump for was, well, he went out there and lied to people and said everything was going to be okay. Which is what a president normally does. Even if the nukes are on their way, the president goes out and says, don't panic. Don't panic. Sure. Joey and the progressive Democrats, they're taking the other side of it, which is panic, panic, panic. Because it's good for pushing their policies, not necessarily because it is a genuine, accurate reaction to the state of what's going on in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. We are looking at a winter of severe illness and death unvaccinated for themselves, their families and the hospital. They'll soon overwhelm. So you're going to be overwhelming hospitals again. That's not what the data says. If we had been hearing from South Africa and places where this variant seems to have been spreading before it was spreading greatly here in the United States, if we had seen Mm -hmm that these areas were having this happen, that might be a at least understandable prediction, but it's not what we're seeing there. Well, this soup brained uh, 
uh, reanimated corpse occupying the White House. He really, I think somebody early on called him the blamer in chief. And that really is really what should be on his, uh, you know, on his placard. Um, Cause he's just, he just has to be fucking blaming somebody all the time. Doesn't he? Which is what you do when you have no plan. You just want to say the other guy or gal didn't do a good job. Right. That's right. And that's Joey. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's good news. There's good news. You're vaccinated and you have your booster shot. You're protected from severe illness and death. Period. Number two, booster shots work. Three, boosters are free, safe, and convenient. That's a lot. See, 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 Joey, though, he fibbed there because I don't know if you still have that clip from uh, I think it was last week. Joey said, if you get if you get these vaccines, you you're good. You won't get covid. He fucking said that. So which is it, Joey? He doesn't know. He's reading the teleprompter. (laughs) He's reading the teleprompter. And with all the talk of boosters, I still push that to the point of people don't understand science because. I don't think there's a real difference if you had just gotten your, if we're talking the MRNA stuff, Mm -hmm. if you had just gotten your second dose for the first round, I don't think it's really any different than six months later getting a booster. So this whole thing of like, well, get your doses and get boosted. It doesn't make sense. They don't want to talk about the fact that these things wear off, which shows that while they might offer protection, they are not a, one-stop shop they're a medication more than a vaccination if you're going by what people usually thought of as a vaccination which was well if you're vaccinated against polio or smallpox you're not going to get it right so it's semantic so what you're saying is if they were being honest about this they would deep six the term booster and just say get another dose yes correct yeah because i don't think they're any different in in these as far as i know the, the only as far, what I've heard is the only difference is they may c- contain uh, a, a smaller volume, but it's the same shit. It's the same formula. Right. We're just adding a little more in. And yeah. it's interesting because I think we talked about in the last episode how Johnson and Johnson was getting slammed <laughs> as yeah. that vaccine was really unsafe. But the MRNA was. And you look yeah. at what's going on in other parts of the world, which have stopped the MRNA for people under 30 because of the myocarditis other heart issues and stuff like that. And there are some blood clotting issues with that one as well. But again, we're not being honest when you push one and go, well, the other one's totally safe. It's like, well, no, it's not totally safe. No. Can you imagine how much would you love to have had, you know, the the conference room at uh, J and J wired for sound (laughs) after they said that, can you imagine? I mean, I can imagine what that CEO and his lieutenants were saying, sitting around that fucking table. Holy shit. <laughs> I would have, yeah, I would have a, uh, I would believe that it would have been a lot of profanity coming out. And what yeah. are these guys doing to us? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, oh my God. I mean, it's, if talk about, I mean, if, if Nick Sandman just collected how many hundreds of millions from NBC and CNN, what could, what could J and J possibly collect from the federal government for saying that kind of stuff? I mean, oh, yes. Oh man. Yes. We <laughs> want you to get the MRNA because those are totally safe. And it's yeah. like, well, no, they're, yeah. There's I mean, totally different risk profiles depending on yes. how old you are and your gender. And if people were being honest, this is what would be being yes. given out, which is well for this demographic, then the Johnson and Johnson may not be for you. If you're a female yeah. under the age of 40, especially if you're taking birth control pills, you might not want to take the Johnson and Johnson. Right. 
But I think probably that whole thing speaks to the incredible marketing power and lobbying juice of the Pfizer guys, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's differences even with the Pfizer and Moderna shots, even though they're both mRNA. Um, But again, we don't have enough data. I rarely see anything, if ever, on the news covering any of this stuff that separates the vaccine into different categories as far as which one or also separates who had the virus and who didn't as well because natural immunity sarah palin has a quote that i pulled for today too talking about natural immunity Mm -hmm. which is every bit as good scientifically it would seem as having a vaccination it may be better scientifically Mm -hmm. but i mean i'm not going to make that particular declaration without more data which is what they do on all this other stuff. But it would seem like, okay, if you've had that, I would also want to know if somebody had a case of COVID and was had severe symptoms, you know, and then had a shot. And then what happened? It's like, there are so many mixtures of things mm-hmm. to me. It's like the global warming thing, which is you can't do a simple scientific exploration and do a, you know, something where you can change just one variable. You can't do that. And that's what they're trying to do with so much of this stuff to try to oversimplify it. And I just don't think that it's there. But Joey said, you know, if you get the booster now, then you'll be fine. But if you don't and you're unvaccinated winter of death, I mean, I don't know. That, is that you think that's going to be his slogan for yeah. the midterms? I think it should be the Demo- yeah, the yeah. Democratic Party. <laughs> you know, we brought you hey, the Democratic Party. We brought you the winter of death. There you go. About 60 million people have one, have been boosted. So go get your shot today. Go get boosted if you had your first two shots. If you haven't, go get your first shot. It's time. It's time. It's past time. Well, how do you know it's past time? Again, he's saying if you've got your first two shots, well, then go get boosted. Again, what if I just got my second shot two days ago? Hey, don't fucking... Don't don't cloud the issue with details, Darren. Just listen to what Joey says. Okay, I'll listen, Uncle Joey. <laughs> Uncle Joey, save us. And we're going to protect our economic recovery if we do Ow. this. We're going to keep schools and businesses open if we do this. And I want to see everyone around enjoy that. I want to see them enjoy the fact that they're able to be in school, the businesses are open, and the holidays are coming. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah, but this is now, there's going to be a white house presser tomorrow with new details right. on how things are going to go how much do you want to bet we're going to start seeing schools and businesses close down again i totally i'm down with that prediction yes and and see that prick just t- you take the tone of what he's saying again this this is right back that asshole with the my patience is wearing thin yeah okay the arrogance of him. And now it's a, I want to see this. I want to, I don't give a fuck what you want to see, Joey. Nobody cares. Okay. You're nobody's father except idiot Hunter. Um, <laughs> the guy's unbelievable. Yeah. How'd that go? I mean, the, the arrogance of this guy, the, it, it's just, it's just mind blowing the way he speaks. I want to see you enjoy. The, shut the fuck up, idiot. Yeah, I, again, I think he's just reading off a teleprompter. I don't know if he's. I I think that's. I think he's. I think it's. Uh, it's he's ad libbing there. I want to see this because that's who he is. This guy thinks he's some kind of a gangster. He does like to talk back. I remember that when he was at a 
auto plant when he was on the campaign trail. And one of the workers, I think, started getting tough on him about the gun issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I remember. Remember, Joe got in his face and was pointing oh, at yeah. him and got angry really quick, which. Yes. You know, that was for all of the people on the left that slammed Donald Trump for not being presidential. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When you look at Joe Biden, I don't really see presidential. I don't see. I'm sure you have saw the video or heard the quote of kamala harris on charlemagne the god show i saw that oh yeah (laughs) and she was not a happy camper with that uh, you know the question of well who's really the president and it's it's an interesting thing watching how they are dealing with the media when even the media at this point while they're still doing a really good job i mean they're doing hard hard work yeah, when he got in that guy's face, firstly he he he, he said you're full of shit. He right, told the guy that's right. that's very presidential. You're full of shit, right? And the, the even bigger, bigger, more important statement he made was, "I don't work for you." And see, that's that's really at the heart of this. Joey doesn't understand that he does work for us, but not in his mind. We work for him. Exactly, and there is. Uh... I pulled a quote from Ariana Presley too, which goes along with that. But we've got still some more Biden coverage with. Uh... The rant you said here from our, our buddy Mark Levin. Yeah. Do we need anything to set this up or uh? um, not? Not really. It's just you know, I, I get a kick out of Levin and uh, I just thought, uh, you know, might be something fun to throw in the hopper. He's talking about the I word. Um, I don't <laughs> think anything will come of it, but it's fun to dream, I guess. <laughs> Levin is one of the better commentator talking head types when it comes to making a point and eviscerating the other side. Yes. Even if you know the other side might be right, if you listen to Levin, you'll be like, damn, he's making good points, which is Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be able to do if you're debating an issue, which is why, I mean, for fun around the holidays, if you start getting into an argument with uh, family and friends, just say, let's let's take the other side of this and do the debate. Right. And that way you can maybe get a better understanding. But. Let's see what we got here from the the great one. Isn't that what he calls himself or they call him Mark Levin? <laughs> Which, I mean, if you're going to come up with a nickname for yourself. Why, why not? The, why not? I'm the great one. <laughs> yeah. The great one. Mark Levin. He knows that the CDC doesn't have the power to extend these, uh, these moratoriums on rent. He says, we're going to do it anyway because he listens to this Harvard emeritus professor, Lawrence Tribe. He's just violated the federal constitution. Now, let me say this. I brought this up on my radio show last week. Uh, Republicans, have you ever heard of the word impeachment? Are you guys going to go down to the border and whine yourselves to death? I know you're not in the majority, but you need to start explaining to the American people. This man just violated a Supreme Court decision. This man is the border wide open in violation of our immigration laws. I mean, you impeach Donald Trump when he's out of office because of a letter. You set up a phony incitement insurrection. This man is doing enormous damage to this country. People with the virus. He knows they have the virus. His government knows they have the virus. They're pushing them into the interior of the country. Now, what kind of a president does that to his own people? If he's not at least going to look out for the health and safety of the American people, then he needs to be removed. I know who's behind him, but the point is that's what impeachment is for. Yeah, he makes a really good point there. He sure does. Which is, yeah. even though you don't have the majority to do this, I have not heard one republican lawmaker stand up and say this is what biden and his organization around him are doing 
and here's why it's bad. Mm-hmm. And here's what's going to happen. I mean, start with the midterms coming up. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what we're going to investigate right. if we get the opportunity to do so and see where the American people fall on it. But you know what? That's been that's been their problem forever. I mean, you think back to that John Boehner boner idiot years ago and <laughs> yes. get this McConnell one, all these all these soft chooches, they, they, they sort of have this attitude of, well, we're going to take the high road. We really don't street fight. We're not going to get down and dirty. You know, meanwhile, meanwhile, the lefties, man, they're throwing bombs and pulling razors out of their shoes. Uh, that's how they operate. And that's why they win. Well, it's when their policies don't make sense together, which is they're the ones that are really coming down. As far as shutting things down because of this virus, meaning your business, you having to wear face coverings when on public transport, all of these times, kinds of things. But then when it comes to people illegally coming over the border who are no doubt carrying this virus, well, then that's fine. That's okay. So it's like, how do those things go together? Which is always the jigsaw puzzle when it comes to politics, which is how do the policies all fit together? What makes sense? What is rational? Which is why anybody that is either all, you know, red or all blue is probably missing the boat because I'm sure sure there are times when people on the other side have a good idea. But when it's all treated as, oh, well, this idea was Donald Trump. So even if it was Donald Trump going, Hey, I have a cure for AIDS, cancer, and everything all wrapped up into one. People would be like, no, we can't have that. Well, that's what they all said about the vaccines until Joey got in, right? I'm not taking Trump's vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly Joey said, oh, no, I'll take it now. <laughs> Very specifically, yeah, too. Like, yeah. oh, well, how would we trust this? Because this is all being rushed through. And yeah. right. it was. It mm-hmm. was rushed through. But it was also, I think, it depends on how you look at this. I do believe that Donald Trump knew how to make deals. I do believe when it comes to drug companies, a lot of things do come down to money. I mean, I know that's a surprise to everybody oh, sure. listening that it comes down to money. And rather than this being a uh, something where, you know, you didn't have any very specific, there were no specifics to it. Rather than that, this was Donald Trump coming out going, if you can do this, you're going to make X amount of money. Sure. Which everybody that's been trying to come up with a vaccination for the common cold, I mean, it would be nice, and I'm sure you'd be able to sell that, but really the cold wasn't killing anybody. So what would you, you know, if this was pre-COVID and I came up and said, hey, I have the magical combination of whatever, I've got the drug that will cure the common cold, will you pay me billions or trillions of dollars for it? Probably not. Because people are like, well, you know, would you pay $500 a pill? to stop the sniffles no it was would you pay 500 dollars a pill so you don't die well then yeah that's a little mm-hmm. bit of a different level so i think this was the ability for these companies to go hey there's an end game so yeah while it was still sped up and there are issues with side effects on these for what they were able to accomplish in a short period of time was pretty impressive and We're not seeing that with Biden. I mean, if you're so concerned about this new variant, well, what are you doing to stamp it out rather than go um, get get the old stuff? 
but we're going to warn you that that might not be working now, but get it just in case. Right. It's really funny. <laughs> it is because it makes zero sense. Don't look for logic. No. Not from Joey. Let me let, no. let, me let the great one finish here. Okay. Not for the Democrats to chase every Republican president, but to get rid of this guy. He is a disaster. And again, I don't care if he's dim-witted or just stupid. It doesn't <laughs> much matter. To allow people into this guy. First of all, to tell law-abiding Americans you're going to wear a mask, even though you've been vaccinated. Little kids who do not give the virus or get the virus. You're going to be wearing masks because the NEA and the AFT told me to do so. Isn't it time to remove this well, isn't it time to remove this guy from the Oval Office or at least make an effort? So you tough guy Republicans who come on here, you tough guy Republicans on radio, how about it? The I word, impeachment, let's start to talk about it. Or the 25th Amendment, it'll never happen, but let's start to talk about it. He's doing more damage to this country as far as I'm concerned than any single one of our enemies. That's it. Yeah, the 25th Amendment's an interesting concept because when this was all going on towards the end of the Trump presidency, a lot of people thought it was to use if Joe Biden got in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not convinced that that isn't the case, but I, I think it would be more from his internal cronies in the Democratic Party, not the Republicans using it. Yeah, because right now, what can the Republicans do? I mean, you can talk about it. Sure. But when you don't have the ability to do anything, it's like, well, then it's all talk. And I don't know if there's a, yeah, if there's a payoff, but the, the, there is a payoff because look at the way the left used, uh, just lies, just, just, just in, in insane, constant pounding of lies. For instance, uh, yes. you know, Schiffy, Schiffy and, and Pelosi for, you know, for how long is it? Russia, 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 he's a Russia, 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 all of it bullshit. Every single word of it bullshit. None of it ever proven. But it's like, you know, you, hey, you know, you're a sports guy. How many, how many, how many prize fights have you seen that are settled in one punch no it's it's a relentless barrage they usually go the full 12 and it's the guy that lands more shots that that wins and so all that shit the the impeachment crap the russia crap it was all theater all lies but they knew it was it was tarnishing and denting uh trump and his reputation and it worked and they should be going after joey the same fucking way right now but they're not right because they're the ones that propped him up that got him to win an election based upon he's not Trump. Right. Like what? Okay. What can he do for us? He's not Trump. Right. And you still get this when you ask some of these politicians, oh, yeah. kind of questions. It, exactly. And and it's amazing. <laughs> now I have, I have to ask our buddy, uh, comic strip blogger, Ooh. what he thinks of Mark Levin. I'm curious. Cause he says, I have a shouty voice and I don't think I come anywhere close to Mark Levin when it comes to, having that shouty voice, but you recognize, I mean, that's the beauty of talk radio now is the very distinct voices. I think are what can elevate people to the top. I mean, everybody says, you know, I have a good radio voice. They say you have a awesome radio voice. (sighs) Mark Levin doesn't, but you recognize him immediately. And, uh, and I think that is more important now that it's very important. Yeah. And it's like an instrument. I mean, Mark's, I would, I would, I would liken, I would liken Mark Levin's voice to the sound produced by a Fender Telecaster. And the reason a lot of country guitars prefer that 
axe is because it cuts. You know, you plug that thing in and somehow it just managed to cut through all the crap and you hear your 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 licks and your riffs and solos. And uh, that's very important. And the Mark Levin voice will carry and pierce the rest of the noise. Right. You don't want to get lost in the mix. Yeah. That is the beauty of it. But the uh, the kind of stuff you're getting from the left, which is why I pulled a couple of these clips. I don't know if we'll use all of those here, but uh, Representative Presley was not happy that Uncle Joe's big build back better thing didn't get passed. And of course, what this is turning into, which is really interesting to me, not that it's a surprise, but it's still interesting that it's really turning into a lynching of senator Manchin more than anything else because he dares to think for himself he dares to not be part of the hive mind that the democratic party is putting out there so let's see what she has to say jake to be clear uh and she's talking to jake tapper one of the (laughs) worst talking heads out there but uh you know if you listen to cnn watch cnn that's what you get jake to be clear um my lack and deficit of trust was about Senator Manchin. Uh, he has continued to move the goalpost. He has never negotiated in good faith. Has never negotiated in good faith. Mm. What does that mean? In moving the goalpost, he's saying, well, no, I'm not going to go with your massive spending bill, which is going to totally bankrupt the country even further. But he's never even in good faith, come to the table. It's like, mm, I don't believe that. And he is obstructing the president's agenda, 85% of which is still left on the table. And in obstructing the president's agenda, he is obstructing the people's agenda. So the people now. The people. Yeah, we're using this. Yeah. It's the people's agenda. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even though I guess maybe Representative Presley is not watching the nightly polls. Mm-hmm. which are showing the approval rating of Joey down in the thirties. Yes. And note the <laughs> word choice. He's not opposing. He's obstructing. Yes. One is legal. The other's not. Yes. That's typical. So typical. Yes. You're absolutely right. And that's the kind of language we're getting through this whole mm-hmm. interview with her. Um, I was listening to his interview earlier today and he said, it's a mammoth bill. You're right. It's a mammoth bill to address mammoth hurt. So now hurt. we're addressing hurt larry not it's specific a issues yes it's the band-aid band-aid bill we're addressing hurt mm. that doesn't seem like something you can really quantify uh, like uh, you know we're we're trying but, to now if you go and say well we need x amount of billion dollars for kentucky because the tornadoes went through there that makes sense but when you're just like well we're just addressing hurt addressing hurt but that's right in perfect with the, uh, you know, with the base, isn't it? Because he was elected as a, a, a uniter, a return to, he's a decent man. What, what the hell does that mean? You know, I always laugh when people say that. I mean, you, a decent man, do you care if, do you care if the guy, who do you want to uh, perform your uh, triple bypass? Right. A decent man or a skilled man? Because right. they might not be the same guy. Right. Which is Donald Trump. A lot of flaws, but the yeah. economy under him, damn it flew. Right. And the minute he was gone, the economy tanked. Yep. But I know that was all because of the virus. You know, to lower the cost of elder care, child care, prescription drug costs, the child tax credit. I mean, let's also remember Donald Trump did more to lower drug prices than any president in my lifetime. 
Absolutely. And that's why they withheld the very uh, vaccines that he that he uh, set into motion. Right. Until after the election to, to, to ding him, to goon him, because, in, in, you know, in concert with that, he really had his foot up the asses of Big Pharma. You know, he, he kind of uh, he, he rattled their cage and screwed up some of their uh, predatory pricing and price fixing and so forth. And they were they hated his guts. Yep. But she doesn't seem to understand that which is so critical in combating child poverty. West Virginia, I believe, is a seventh in the country when it comes to child poverty. So by not advancing the Build Back Better Act, not only do we we fail to meet the needs of the American people, their mammoth hurt in the midst of this unprecedented pandemic and pandemic-induced recession. You know, not, not only that, but we are going to put in his district, in his state, mm-hmm. 50,000 more children at risk of going back into poverty by not advancing the Build Back Better Act because the child tax credit is in that and it expired on Friday. So that's it. Can't you think of the children? What's uh, what's child poverty? Because you know what? Um, I was I was a poverty stricken child. I mean, my my father provided very well, but I never right. had. What the fuck kid has money? <laughs> right. What does that mean? <laughs> What kid has a job or a bank account? Every kid, every kid is poor. Mom and dad are the ones that, that foot the bills, not the child. So what is what is child poverty? Right. That's well, she believes that these tax credits are going to take the families that are otherwise in poverty with that have children and somehow rise them out of poverty by making them pay less in taxes. I mean, the odds of that are very, very low. But uh, I mean, again, we don't want to use logic. In facts here, we just have to scare people and say, he's hurting children. Hurt, hurt, hurt. That's hurt. hurt. That's that word comes up a lot. Moreover, in his interview, he spoke about inflation. We know that that there is inflation because of the impacts of this pandemic. Except it's funny that inflation didn't arrive until Biden got into office. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's the pandemic. But it wasn't until Biden took office and, you know, shut the pipeline down. Right. So the most responsible thing that we can do is to pass the Build Back Better Act. That's responsible. We cannot allow one lone senator from West Virginia. Now, what did you think she wanted to say here? Mm -hmm. Let me go back here. What do you think she wanted to say? Because there was this was a very long pause here. We cannot allow one lone senator. One lone senator. What did she want to say about Manchin? I wonder. Because. it seems like this this was maybe she was thinking better of what she wanted to say. I could be don't want to read yeah. minds, but it seems we can't let this one guy from West Virginia from West to Virginia the president's agenda obstruct to again obstruct the people's uh, agenda. Astru- all obstruct. I want for Christmas is a senator that has compassion for the American people and not contempt. So he has contempt for the American people because he yes. won't do what Joe Biden wants. Of course, of course, he's hurting children. And he has contempt for Joe and the American way. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. There was a question here then that was asked of her, which I thought this, I had to leave the silence in because this was the second one. I mean, I had the whole like, well, okay, what did she want to say about mansion? But then he uh, Tapper follows up with this. But do you think president Biden broke his promise? He said, I give you my word as a Biden. We're going to get all 50 Democrats on board. This is about that's like seven seconds <laughs> after he asked, do you think 
that Joe Biden lied to the American public about this. Seven seconds to answer. That is an eternity on television. Mm. And do you think she even answers the question? No, of course not. This is about Joe Manchin. It's about Joe Manchin. Did Joe Biden lie when he said he would get this done? She waits seven seconds and then comes back with this is really about Joe Manchin. Right. Obstructing the president's agenda. Obstructing. Obstructing the people's agenda. Obstructing again. You know, uh, torpedoing our opportunity. Torpedoing. Unprecedented advancements to address the hurt that this pandemic induced recession has caused and to get this pandemic. Yes. Under control. So okay, how is this going? How is the build back better thing going to get the pandemic under control? Don't ask questions like that. <laughs> I Stop. I know. Stop. Just concentrate on the hurt, the feelings, the decency. That's you know that's what it's about. Yeah, it really is. And there, this yeah. goes on for minutes beyond this, and it's the same thing over and over again. It's all about hurt. It's all about Joe Manchin not towing the line, and I don't understand how anybody goes after somebody like that again especially as a black female it's like well if everybody just towed the line then wouldn't we have a horrible world i mean don't you want people to think for themselves to no, stand up for what they no. believe no we no, don't of course not. no and that's the becoming, last thing they want it's more and more obvious isn't it yeah it's like they that is exactly what they don't want they want everybody in lockstep to do what they say and if you don't do what they say then you are actively obstructing mm-hmm. the will of the people. Which, you know, again, look at Joe Biden's numbers. And I know I'm not putting 100% faith in any polling service. But when the current numbers are showing that even a vast majority of Democrats are like, no, don't run again, Joe. I think it was the New York Times, Washington Post. There was a big editorial like, Dude, don't run again. Please don't run again. Yeah. Well, who do you think is going to be their their guy or their girl in uh, in a couple of years? Because clearly it's not going to be. Him. I mean, that's just it's just not going to happen. If it's not. And him. I think I, I think that his sidekick, uh, Kamala, I think she is. I think people hate her guts. I think she's like the new Hillary. <laughs> yes. She really pisses people off. Well, see, it's so, funny you say that because I bet Hillary is the next in line again. I think you think that's going to be their play. I mean, Give her another else, shot. I don't know who else they have. I don't know who else they have. It would have to be somebody that is fairly cutthroat, too, depending because Biden's saying he wants to run unless Joe knows he's going to jump off a cliff or something. Yeah, but he's got to say that or else he's he's announcing himself as a lame duck. Right. Right. He has to say that, which is it's a very it's going to be a very tough thing, because at some point, very shortly after the midterm elections, you're going to have to know, because if you're going to put another candidate out there, you can't wait. Yes. So it's going to be a really bad, especially if the if the Senate and House flip Republican in the midterms and we know Joey's not running again, the Democratic Party's done, I think, for a while. For a while. Now, yeah. it all depends. A lot of other things can happen. But if those criteria are met, which is ooh, we lose even one or the other in the House or in the Senate. And Joe says, yeah, I'm not going to run again. I don't think they have a strong candidate, though, because, I mean, well, I guess we have to be fair. The only reason Kamala Harris was chosen as vice president was because she had the right color skin and it was the right gender at the time that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. She was never picked on the fact that she was the best candidate. We know because when she dropped out of the primaries, she had only gotten like 2% of the support of the Democratic Party, which I mean, I yeah. think I think you and I can get 2% of the support of a party at this point. <laughs> so I don't know how they would anybody would even think she would be the one. And I don't know. There's too many old white people in both parties as far as if you're looking for new blood. I don't know how, you know, with the Democrats, it's like, well, you still kind of point to, well, you have Bernie Sanders and you have Hillary Clinton. And when it comes to the Republicans, I mean, Trump is pretty old. I mean, the Republicans have a younger base. It seems if you're going to go with guys like DeSantis, you know, if you want to throw Ted Cruz into the mix or some other folks, there are some younger choices. But I don't see a rising star in the Democrat Party. That you would go, wait, you know what? This guy could be an interesting or girl could be an interesting replacement for them on the presidential ticket. I really don't see that yet. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Tom Hanks or Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) Well, well, everybody wants, I mean, which is crazy in a certain way, I guess. Everybody points to Michelle Obama, although maybe that's not as crazy. I don't think that's crazy at all. In fact, now that you mention it, it makes probably the most sense. She could. I mean, with out of anybody that I would throw out there as the head of that ticket, she would probably do the best out of anybody I can think of. Yeah. For a variety of reasons. And I think I mentioned before, I know somebody that knows the Obamas and he always said that she was the smart one. So <laughs> I have no doubt that she could handle. I don't know if she wants that job. Oh, I think she does. If she does, I think it would be very, very interesting. Mm. historic at the very least but that would be much more interesting to me i would much rather see if it is going to be donald trump on the republican side and again unless there is a health issue there i believe he's still the guy that's going to be on that ticket i don't see anybody else being able to get him thrown off at this point i don't see anybody else rising above where he is yeah you know, it's really if you think about it, it's so it's so fascinating, it, it, the 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 residual effect of the monarchy on this country. Right. Which was founded to basically say, fuck kings. We we don't like kings and queens. Yes. We don't kneel. We don't kiss rings. Fuck yourselves. Right. However, look how frequently you get, um, you know, bloodlines of, of politicians for Christ and bushes. Yeah. Right. They were you know, thinking Clinton, we could have gone three Bush easily. And, 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 you know, Clinton, I mean, all these, you know, she was, she was married to a president, so that makes her qualified. And, right. and now same thing with, you know, Michelle, are, are you kidding me? Right. It's, it, and it's so, it's, it's so directly, you don't have to connect the dots. It's a straight, clean line to uh, England. I mean, it's just unbelievable the way people think. Well, and it's the exact thing they, on the left, also blasted Donald Trump for, which was, he was just a populist. He's not a poly. He doesn't even know what he's doing. It's just people like him. What do you think Michelle Obama would be? Yeah, of course. You know, they're both seemingly very intelligent people. But I mean, to be fair, when Barack Obama got elected, he didn't have a whole lot of political experience behind him. He had none. So, I mean, there's that. It all depends. It's like the AOC case. She showed up and was like, oh, you look the right. We can we can work with you. You know, the Democratic yeah. Party or whatever party, the Republican would do the same thing, which is, oh, we have the right personality. We can tell you what to say. I mean, if you don't think there's a group of people, whatever you want to call them, running things behind the scenes that stay around 
between every president and all, you know, whether you want to call them the deep state or not, we know there are people involved behind the scenes, which is why a lot of it goes back to that old who song, right? I mean, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah. Is it really any different depending who's in the white house? Trump was one of the first in a while that I thought, yes, this was a break from where we had been with Bill Clinton and Bush the Younger and Obama. Trump was different than those three. Well, he wasn't a career politician. And, uh, you know, that's really, that's that's probably what's the most pernicious uh, aspect of our whole political system. If they could say, you know, oh, you're a career politician, you you want to make a career out of this? Get out of here. (laughs) You're not eligible. Show me somebody that's accomplished something that doesn't involve kissing babies, shaking hands, and making backroom deals, because you're not welcome. Hey, those are the ways of the world, though. Aren't they? Yeah. Indeed. And I pull this clip. It's it's a quick one uh, of uh, Sarah Palin, which Mm. for a while, I mean, remember, she was on the rise. I don't know. I just I have never really liked her delivery, Mm. even when I like what she's saying, which, again, brings us right back to the fact that you need the right person. You need it's such a big package of different things that even when you agree with somebody. If they don't say it in a way that seems eloquent or sure, yeah, it's a big deal. But because I know because I'm right. So it doesn't bother me what they're going to say, because I know I'm right. Now, now, Governor, there's a raging debate, even though there shouldn't be about mandatory vaccines and the vaccine in general. And. Do you have some some thoughts on that? Governor? Okay, what what kind of a question was that? I mean, I know this really? was at some kind of an event, but it's like the ultimate softball. Like, mm-hmm. hey, vaccine? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> of course now, why, do they, why do they call these people by their titles when they haven't held the office in ages? I don't understand that. Governor? Why is she Governor Palin? She's not. She was, but yes, they for some reason it sticks with. I mean, I kind of understand why you do it with the president because it's the top of the top and you're always the president but yes if you were a governor like 40 years ago why you're still being called that that is very strange to me because i think people if they were listening to this viewing this from outside of the united states would be like oh what's she governor of exactly people be like nothing (laughs) nothing yeah (laughs) alaska 20 years ago you know but okay (laughs) Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. And I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Um, Wait, that was funny. Oh, yes. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. She kind of slid into the answer. That's funny. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like she didn't know the question was coming, too. Although that's all politicians mm-hmm. for all things, it seems. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I uh, do you remember Fauci had said, and he's just the biggest shyster out there on TV, you guys. I just, I, every time I listen to him, it, it drives me crazy. Because he's the most inconsistent talking head that you know I've come across. Um, do you remember he said that if you had COVID, this was months and months ago, you would be naturally then immune, of course. So at the time, we were led to believe we wouldn't need to, you know, have the shot, right? Well, then they changed their tune, and now those of us who have had COVID, they're telling us that even though we've had it and we have natural immunity now that we still have to get a shot and I will, it'll be over my dead body that I'll have to get a shot. I will not do it. 
I mean, I like what she's saying, but she can say it so much better. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's the cult of personality. It can never be uh, um, discounted, you know, in any, in any field, politics, entertainment, you know, corporations, whatever. It, it counts. It counts immensely. I mean, you know, you always hear that old phrase, I would have a beer with, you know. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't want to have a beer with Joey. I don't even want to be in the same zip code as Joey. No. Now, I was never a big fan of Bill Clinton's policies, but if he said, hey, Larry, you want to have a beer? In a heartbeat. Yeah. Because I know he seems like a fun, interesting guy, even though his policies may have sucked, <laughs> but I would. Yes. Um, so, right. So you can't, you can't discount that. Yes. And you, the conversation would be interesting and you could find common ground, which is. I'm sure. Yeah. Which is the beauty. I mean, that used to be the way politics was. I know I right. said that before, but it seems like growing up as a kid in the late seventies, early eighties. Politics was viewed as you really the two sides only fought for like six months every four years over Mm. the presidential election. And then they pretended at least publicly to try to get things done for the country. And that seems to have stopped sometime in my lifetime to where it is now. It's just the Democrats versus the Republicans. And there's no there's no intersection between the two. We're seeing that with the Joe Manchin thing. He's a traitor. But he's obstructing. Yeah. Well, because they're not Democrats anymore. They're Marxists. I mean, that's Levin's book. What was it? Marxism yes, American in America. Marxism. Yeah. And it's that's people don't people don't seem to realize that. That's that's the big difference. They're they're not talking about uh, you know, ostensibly back then you had two 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 uh political parties that kind of wanted to get to the same place, but just chose different paths to follow to get there. Okay, that's over. The left now just they just want to upend everything. And it's so clear. So so, of course, there's going to be constant strife and conflict and enmity between the two, because when it's we just want to destroy you, <laughs> that's it well, says what it says. And do you believe a lot of this now is because they're seeing this falling apart and they realize they've gotten so close. But as I said a few minutes ago, if the midterms uh, really go the Republicans way, they know their cause is now pushed back another and the low end, I think 10 or 20 years, maybe more. You think that long? Really? I think so. I mean, because wow. again, these cycles move in at the minimum a four year cycle, it seems. So if they really take a hit and then lose the presidency for the next round, I mean, especially if it's a Donald Trump coming back, it's, you know, a uh, it's a big, yeah. big hit. And I think they see right now they're like, we're so close. We have the Senate. We have the House. We have the presidency. So all of these people who have been pretending to be Democrats but are nothing but Marxists, as you said, just radicals on the left are using this as their time to try to get all this stuff pushed through. And that's why they're going after people like Manchin and Cinema. That's why people like AOC and Ariana Presley, they're going after Joe Biden because he didn't want to pack the courts. I mean, Joe Biden's not even obviously radical enough for them. And it's really, I think, a party in turmoil. And I think there is at least a light at the end of the tunnel here. If people wake up and understand what's going on. And I know that's a lot to ask. That's a big ask, Darren. A big, big ask. It is a big (laughs) ask. But we are a show that's a value for value show, which means we put the shows out there. And if people got any value out of the show, you decide what that number is. You go to planetrage.show and you get it back to us. For the second show in a row, we got some boosts from our buddy CSB. 
Thank you, CSP. 6,666 Satoshis. Oh, this, now we're getting satanic. <laughs> yes. A few days before Christmas, really? Come on. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Now, now, we would like you to send us 6,666 Bitcoin, CSP. Yes. Then, yes. then we'd be good. You know, that would be the exit <laughs> strategy. But he says, Merry Christmas. Greetings from comic strip blogger to Planet Rage, Larry and Darren. Anybody interested in artificial intelligence is welcome to subscribe and listen to his podcast. Which is do it. Subscribe and listen. Cooking. Yes. Wait, I stepped on the line. Say it again, please. It's AI um, uh, artificial intelligence dot cooking, which is, a, I mean, we did the dot show thing is our URL. He went the, the way of dot cooking, which I mean, I guess you're kind of cooking the artificial intelligence together. I mean, some people might be looking for recipes for the holiday. You won't find them at AI dot cooking, but you will find all you need to know about artificial intelligence there. And uh, you can check that out by any any podcasting app you have. And if you need a new one, newpodcastapps.com, do a search for AI.cooking. And cool. if you want to see uh, CSP's doodles, just go to comicstripblog.com. Those are always fun as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're about the podcast that he's listening to. So one one of these days, you and I will show up in one of his artwork. And uh, <laughs> it's always I'd be, good. I'd be very flattered. That'd be cool. It is always good. So you ready for the holiday? I mean, Christmas? Are you... Are you with uh, the I'm never ready, Darren. It's always, you know, it's always last minute, whatever. But I mean, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. I, I get the big one taken care of. I got some something nice for my wife. Well, that's and, a plus. Uh, the kids aren't as uh, persnickety, and um, she basically handles their stuff. And actually, I want to start a bill that, that nobody over the age of 12 gets any presents anymore. That should just <laughs> stop for Christmas. Really, just cut that shit out. Just, you know, just say, hey, I'm going to take, I'm going to break off a bunch of cash here and go buy something stupid for myself. And yes. don't criticize me if I do it. Wouldn't that be better for grownups? I right? think so. I think yeah. so, because people drive themselves crazy. <laughs> crazy. There's two different crazy. ways to go. One, you drive yourself crazy trying to come up with something you think the other person will like. Yeah. And you could fail miserably with that. Mm-hmm. You know, or there's the other side, which is you ask people for a list and then that you pretty much know what you're getting anyway. Yeah. So the reality is, yeah, I mean, there's no good way to get around that. It's all about spreading good cheer. Is it as fun? In California, oh, I mean, now that you move from a nice place like where you got snow and the whole winter experience, uh, when you moved to California, did Christmas seem like Christmas when it's like 75 degrees out? It, it did, because, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, the first Christmas, there were palm trees and desert sand. So oh. it's actually a little closer, I think, to, uh, you know, to the spirit of the things. But to your you know, sort of sideways point. Um, you know, the smash and grabs and the crime and so forth, which in L.A., which is absolutely off the charts. Now, I, I despise malls, but I was forced to visit a mall a couple of times last week. Ooh, that could be dangerous. Exactly. And uh, I couldn't believe it um, in front of Nordstrom's. It is, a, it is an immense uh, mall around here. And uh, I couldn't believe it. They had three guys on horseback three cowboy <laughs> cops i'm talking with stetsons and not just sidearms one of them had a rifle holster on this horse because i guess the you know the mall owners said hey we, we want some fucking protection we're dying over here um and it was i it was i thought this is incredible the guys riding around on horseback through the parking lot to i guess discourage carjackings and muggings or whatever this was <laughs> this is this is a new uh this is a new wrinkle i've never seen this before here so yeah and you wonder can they do anything i mean this is 
you have DAs that won't prosecute people. So if oh, yeah. you, can you shoot them? I mean, that doesn't seem right. like uh, what do you do? It's like it's sure it's a threat and they're standing mm-hmm. there. And the reality is, if 100 people come running out at the same time, what are those guys even going to do? Good point. Yeah, we may find yeah. out. That'll be uh, that'll be interesting. And we will report back on our next show whenever that may be. I mean, it's the Christmas uh, holiday season, so I know uh, things are going to be busy the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But we will eventually be back to rage on, and we hope everybody has a great Christmas. Indeed. Indeed and uh, I mean, are you one of those that would recommend people, if you have family and friends over, getting together for the holiday, and they disagree with you politically? Is it a uh, is it a zone where you avoid that stuff because of the holiday, or do you <laughs> to go full in? You know what I do? I, Darren, I, we had some friends over last night and, um, the best, my recommendation is just stack the deck and, uh, try to, you know, interface with people who are sort of on your side of the fence and things go a lot more smoothly. So <laughs> that is okay. That I can understand. So you want to, you so want to check your list and see who was naughty or nice. And the ones that yeah. are a little bit crazier, either don't invite them to the holiday parties or make sure they're, uh, either well liquored up or something to make them something yeah because you know it's 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 because these these issues have become so in crazy so crazily hot that uh you can't you can't sort of it's very difficult to to um you know rein it in and hold back as as we know as we just with we're doing the show it's planet rage yes you know um like never before in the history of the world because uh it's just so so incredibly personal now this uh, whole vax thing it is so yeah just you know, so it's personal. So people have a hard time being delicate with the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you really can. You know, so, yeah, I guess maybe <laughs> just talk about uh, sports and the cooking and whatever else and avoid politics. There you, there you go. But if you, if you want to clear the room, just bring up Fauci. There you go. <laughs> yeah, bring him up with two masks. <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas, Dr. Fauci. Have a good one. <laughs> we'll talk to everybody later. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world 